Hey everyone. Hey, we got another episode of Finding Your Place today. What is episode 11? Episode 11 of Finding Your Place. I'm here with Hashem of the Roanoke Grocery Market. You're the owner of the Roanoke Grocery Market? Uh, yeah, I'm the owner. Yep. Okay, right okay. on. <laughs> tell me tell me a little bit about your business um, and a little bit about who you are. Well, my name is Hisham Alamuri. I come from uh, a Palestinian uh, origin, mm-hmm. uh, born and raised in the city of Bethlehem. Uh, have been in the States since 1980. So I came here as a student. I went to Norwich University and I got my master's degree in public administration. I did uh, different jobs in the past, you know. (laughs) So it goes from uh, training uh, programs into graphic design, uh, marketing, uh, hotel uh, management. uh, And then finally I landed in uh, Roanoke, and that's where, where I started the business. Um, well, that is a wide <laughs> circle there. That's a that's a that's a different that's a different path, you know. You know, with what you're educated in and work and what you're doing for a living. So, how did you find your way into that? It honestly, education. I mean, it gives you the basics for everything, and yeah. then it's it's all up to you what you want to do in your life. Yeah. You know, yeah, you have a lot of choices. But honestly, when I came to Roanoke. Roanoke is a promising uh, city, and it's growing. Agreed. Uh, uh, and uh, every day, I mean, I see different changes. Uh, the beauty about Roanoke is that we have a lot of different minorities yeah. come from different parts of the world. Uh, however, there was nothing to represent who they are. Mm. And uh, food, as you know, it's a language that everybody speaks. Yeah. And I uh, thought it would be great if we establish uh, a grocery market that can represent a lot of those minorities in it, including also the native uh, uh, Roanoke residents. So Roanoke grocery market is for every single one in Roanoke and outside of Roanoke. We serve everyone. It's a good food. It's a good product. Products that you rarely can find in Roanoke, so we travel everywhere to go and get it. Uh, and that made it uh, easier for people. Instead of traveling to uh, outside the Roanoke area, right. they come and they invest in our city rather than having them invested in other cities. Yep. I've got a Korean aunt, and mm-hmm. she has to travel so far where she's located to find her food and to find the things that she wants that of reminds course. her of home. <laughs> and so that's what you're trying to put together, right? That's, that's what, that, Exactly, exactly. I mean, you know, we travel to Washington, D.C., to New, New York and New Jersey. Yeah. We go to Michigan. We go anywhere that we can find vendors that represents who the people of Roanoke are. Yeah. So we, uh, in Michigan, when you go to Michigan, I mean, you find a lot of different vendors from um, uh, Arabic to Turkish Hispanics, it just every minority that you th- can think of. Yeah. In New Jersey, if you go to Patterson, I mean, you can find the most of the well-known vendors and suppliers of Mediterranean food. So we deal with them directly. The the why we travel is just because a lot of them they don't really ship to uh, um, or deliver to Roanoke, and the shipment costs a lot of money. So it's better for us to go and pick it up and bring it here. So we're trying honestly what what. The philosophy of the store is really to shorten the distance for our customers. Having Instead of having them travel, we travel on their behalf and we bring the food to them here. Wow. Tell me about the distribution. Like, you got to have trucks. You got to have people. Like, you guys are always, like, going and coming. Like, you know, like, what, 
what kind of staff does that require? I mean, you got to have you got to have dependable people that'll show up every day that can drive well and get from point A to point B <laughs> back on time, right? Because you can't have that food spoil, right? Absolutely. I mean, you know, as you know, I mean, now it's difficult to find employees. Yeah. Every uh, every business is suffering from the from this uh, issue. Yeah. However, uh, we we I think we're blessed that we have staff that are dedicated. Uh, they come every single day to the store. They know exactly what needs to be done. We have, we established the uh, the process of how things need to be work yeah. working in the store, uh, between the butcher to the kitchen to the grocery, and everything goes really like in a circle. So nothing really stops. They get in the morning and they know exactly what needs to be done, and they prepare for the next day before they leave. So everything is going the right way. Uh, in Roanoke, I mean. In Roanoke, Roanoke is a is a city that amazes me. It's uh, it has a lot to offer, and the people who come to Roanoke, they come because they want to have a nice, peaceful life, yeah. rather than being in a in a busy city. Right. So you don't find like if you go to Washington D.C. I mean, you find tons of places that offer kebab, for example. Yeah. Like uh, every other block, right? Exactly. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> or, or shawarma sandwiches or falafel or what. But in Roanoke, we have very few places, yeah. very few places that offers that. However, w- we try to make more yeah. in order for people to have also different choices. So it's... Uh, it's it just feels like you... you like, and tell me if I'm wrong. It's like you just seen opportunity to supply something that the community needed. You didn't necessarily have experience in it. But you've seen a need, and you are willing to go after it and supply that, and learn and grow and figure, like kind of shoot from the hip, like just learn as you go. You didn't have any experience doing this, right? Honestly, I didn't. I mean, I did yeah. not really. I mean, you know, but I saw the opportunity when I was working at the show. That's entrepreneur. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was. I mean, if you if you come from a big city and you come to uh, a smaller city, yeah. scale wise, yeah. and then you don't find a store that carry all the items that people need yeah. on, the, on their daily basis. Yeah. And then you notice that a lot of them travel to North Carolina or to Washington or to Richmond. You're talking about 200 miles at least yeah. for one way. Yeah. So 400 miles, they go and they spend maybe $1,000 a month. Yeah. And if you have 30 families that do that, wow. you have about $30,000 that is traveling from Roanoke to be invested in other cities. Yeah. So if you if you have a if you have a vision for what you need to do, sometimes maybe the experience is necessary, but sometimes the dedication right. to the idea that you that is born in your mind and you try to implement it the proper way yeah. to comply with code enforcement, to comply with the IRS, to comply with the businesses, to comply with employment, make sure that everything is set the proper way. Then you are going differently to succeed, and people can notice that. Like yeah. you know, if you come to the, if you go to a store, the first thing you would notice, you would you would uh, look at is the hygiene, the cleanliness of the store. Yeah. If the store is clean, it's 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 a reflection of the people that work there. Oh yeah. So at uh, this point is is uh, is very clear. When you come to our store, it's always clean. You don't find stuff on the floor unless we have uh, shipment coming in and we need to put it on the fl- on the shelves. Right. Uh, the other thing is the food, quality of food. Others is the 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 customer service skills. Yeah. You know, coming from uh, a hotel background. Service. Service yeah. is uh, service is the the key for yeah. any for any success. Definitely. In Marriott, they 
they taught us that, you know, uh, take care of your employees, they will take care of your customer. Right. So you also, as an employer, you have to take good care of your employees. And I think, you know, as I, th as I told it's a circle. So I take care of them, they take care of them, the customers, and it goes back on me. And yeah. uh, we keep rolling as we go. And you're 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 only in this maybe what six months? Like you're you're pretty new at this. Like you just opened pretty much. We right? opened in April tenth. Yeah. So it's been about yeah. It's about um, not even six months. Wow. <laughs> well, I am uh, I am excited to see you grow, and I'm Thank excited you. to I'm excited to see you push. You know, and and get people to come and experience what you have. Uh, I know we're you know we were talking off air like we're going to come and check you out and oh, see what you have to offer. And, um, yeah, I mean, so six months in where, like when you got started, when you got started, where did you think you would be in six months? And are you there yet? What I mean, we, we started a few months before COVID started. Yeah. So man, that takes a lot of guts. Yeah. It takes a lot of guts uh, to do uh, that. And you know, when I got the permits, I got the drawings, I got everything uh, uh, approved by the city. Yeah. By the time we were about to start, then COVID started. So we <laughs> had to put things on hold for a little bit of time, but then we continued to work. Right. It took longer than anticipated because you know people did not really wanna uh, um, get in touch with each other because of the, uh, the yeah. sicknesses. And uh, in addition to that, the prices of material went Way up. Way up. Yeah. I mean, you know, we had a small budget, and then we had to, the, it was inflated maybe twice. The, the, the so it doubled your budget. You had to. It tripled. Wow. You can say. Yeah. Wow. But I was consistent. Wow. I really needed to be there. But, you know, when we started, the first, uh, the, first, uh, the first day, I thought maybe it would take at least a year yeah. to at least break even. Right. But we were, I think, sometimes, you know, when you're blessed, uh, and you know how to control your expenses, uh, you you at least very close to break even. Yeah. So I'm assuming within the first year we will be we will be in a good place. Good. You know, but we need more people. Yeah. And I'm hoping that we find more people that could work, especially now with the uh, we have another plan to extend the kitchen. Uh, at least 14, 15. So you out. just don't see anybody looking for opportunities. You you got plenty of positions open. People just don't want to come and work, right? Is that Honest, what you're finding? We've been we've been advertising on Facebook. We've been advertising on many other social media. It's it's difficult to find people. What are your what what's what's the entry level wage? What Honestly, you, we start at ten at ten dollars. Ten dollars an hour. Yeah, which is way above the minimum wage. Yeah, you know, yeah. and still we can't find people to work. Right. And it's not it's not only my business. I think it's a lot of businesses in Roanoke and in all over the United States. Even yeah. the vendors yeah. that uh, are supplying us with products are having difficult time finding uh, employees. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's something that everybody's sharing. I think I think you'd find the same I think you'd find the same results even if you were offering them $15 an hour. Absolutely. I think I think uh, I think there's too much incentive not to work. You know? There is a lot of incentives not, not to work, yeah. you know. And I think uh, it's hurting our economy. It's hurting. You know? it's, it's hurting culture. Oh, it's absolutely. Hurting, it's hurting everything. Absolutely. And I mean, don't misunderstand me. I mean, you know, if if you are in need for this, great. But if you do, if you're not in need for it, do not sit home and do nothing. Yeah. Go outside in the market because this is going to end at one point. Yeah. And once it ends, people are going to look for qualified ones. Yeah. So if you go now and the need, the you just need a heartbeat now. Yeah, you just need a, you just exactly. need somebody. <laughs> just go and be dedicated to what you do. Don't go and work for a few weeks and then you, 
you get tired and you go back to the same old routine. Right. Go and get where I mean, you know, if they come to us, we will take care of them. But we need people who who are dedicated to what they do. Yeah. Uh, I need them to understand the customer service level that we are working on. We don't work on just high buy. No, we, we really get involved in conversations. We teach people about the food. Uh, we explain to people what we do. Uh, like, you know, the sweets that we, we, we make, they're, they're done from scratch. So you need to explain to them exactly the process because some of them may may be allergic to some things that you're. So you're making you're making cakes, you're making you're making things we, in your bakery just from scratch. Is that what you're? Everything is from scratch. Yeah. It's mainly the Mediterranean sweets, and you uh, know I hope guys, you know as I told you, you know, I would love to come, down and to come and experience those. Yeah. yeah, your guy, I think you're gonna love it because <laughs> we use a lot of most of the sweets that we use. We use pure honey mm. with it, rather than using syrup. Some some sweets they need syrup. Yeah. But honey is way better. We use a lot of nuts. We use semolina, which is more like uh, the uh, 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 flour. Yeah. Uh, but the very fine one. Uh, and we make it like a dough and we bake it. So once you guys come, hopefully I'll, I'll explain to you one step at a time of each sweet that we make. Yeah. Yeah. So it's right on. Um, we, we love the New River Valley. You know, we love... You know, and I know you're six months in, but, you know, if this takes off in Roanoke, are you going to be expanding? Are you going to try to come into the New River Valley market? Or are you just focused on Roanoke? No. In fact, you know, the plan I have, honestly, in the next coming five years, I should have at least three stores. Yeah. We have a lot of customers who come, who try, who drive from Blacksburg yeah. down to Roanoke. Yeah. I mean, the drive is not that long. It's about half an hour from here to right. there. Uh, but for them, it's a, it's a change. Yeah. And for them, it's uh, it's the store that they can find everything in it. Blacksburg people hate leaving Blacksburg. <laughs> they hate it. They'll do it, but they hate it. They would rather just be in Blacksburg and just not leave. And they respect that, and that's why we're <laughs> going to come to them. Right on. <laughs> well, I got, a, I got a couple notes here on my sure. outline. You know, the guys are, are making me aware about the charitable donations and, and yes. the things that you're – the thing that you are passionate about, just tell us about stuff like that. I mean, the the small business community, uh, and I'm trying to 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 expand this and uh, get more businesses involved in in what we do. Uh, homeless is an issue that is being faced in every single city yeah. of the United States, and uh, a lot of those homeless they need attention. I mean, it's not that you know they they it's not a choice. It's not a choice that yeah. they decided one day to become homeless. Uh, I don't think anyone would like to do that. However, uh, we need to be there for them. So what we do at Toronto Grocery Market, every month we arrange with the city to, to take food to different shelters. So every, every, every month we, f we feed, we give them about 100 meals Wow. Yeah, it's a it's a donation that we don't. So the Roanoke, you are partnered with Roanoke Mission, and you give the Roanoke Mission. We, uh, I mean, if we arrange that with the city of Roanoke, okay. and every every month they will tell us the, uh, this is uh, this mission needs it or this shelter needs it. Yeah. So we drive and we take the food there, and once they're done, we go there and get our uh, uh, trays back. Yeah. But it's something that makes me happy. Yeah. You know, it's not the money. Sometimes the money is it is an incentive, but for me. Money is not everything yeah. in life, you know. Yeah. Sometimes uh, feeding, feeding someone who is hungry makes you even happier than having a dollar in your pocket. Yeah. Uh, the other, the other charity that we are uh, w we are working on is the is the autism. Uh, 
autism, you know, it's something that new that everybody, you know, people started knowing about it more and more these days. Yeah. If you remember in the 80s, there was the Rain Man, the movie, yeah. you know, the yeah. Dustin Hoffman did the yeah. great, uh, great, you know, he acted great in yes. that movie. And from that, from that point, I was, I was honestly concerned about this, this whole thing because it was not, it's not a sickness that is, that is cured. It's something that people live in their mind into a different world. However, they are smart. It's just, you know, they are socially, so their social skills maybe are different. Yeah. And uh, as we grow, you know, then you have friends and then you have family and then you have, and you notice is that, you know, it is in the family, it's with your friends. And I got so much interested in, in, in this phenomena. So I thought the, the, the best way I can support is to donate part of the proceeds to support autism research. That's awesome. And this is what we are, that's what we're doing now. So between homeless and autism, I'm hoping that we can even gather so, some so you're, so you're providing food for the homeless and you, you give a percentage of your sales At the end of the, each the year to the, to, the, to the autism research, yeah. Fantastic. To the autism research. That's and awesome. The, well, so, you, you know, if you go down to the Roanoke Grocery Market, you know, you're supporting good causes. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you, we're, so, yeah, if, by buying from us, you're supporting homeless uh, and you supporting also autism research, and now we are in the process, honestly, to to hire uh, two uh, autistic kids so they can be integrated with nice. the whole community. So they can uh, they can stock shelves, they can get the grocery carts, they can they can do, do whatever they can do because you know I've dealt I've dealt with them when I was at Marriott. Mm -hmm. uh, we used to deal with a lot of uh, different associations. They would bring uh, to us uh, kids with auti uh, autism. Right. And we would teach them. So I have experience in teaching them awesome. and how to deal with them. Because, you know, you have to be extremely delicate yeah. in the way you, sp you speak with them. And But honestly, they are the nicest people. Once yeah. they love you, they love you forever. One of my best friends is autistic. One of my best friends. I, 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 I taught him how to play golf, mm -hmm. and we just kind of, you know, it's been a lifelong friendship. Absolutely, of yeah. course. I mean, you know, uh, and I, I, I can say this. I mean, do not deal with them as different. They right. are exactly like us. Yeah. It's just, you know, their social skills are different. Yeah. That's it, you know. But you can, they are great people, good hearts. Definitely. And when they work, I mean, they put their heart into that job. Yeah, you yeah. should see this guy lift weights. He's an <laughs> <a> ox. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so honestly, you know, so some even some, some, some people with the Down syndrome. Right. You know, they already established their life. Like I know uh, a guy from Syria, his father had the Down syndrome. Right. And he got married. The kid, you know, my friend is not uh, doesn't have anything, but he's very proud of what his father yeah. uh, has given him so far in life. So it, it, we all can be faced with this issue as long as we deal with it as something normal that we have to deal with. Yeah, you show people compassion. Absolutely. You know, they'll come out and, and do great things. Absolutely. No matter what the obstacles are. Um, what else do you plan on offering when more equipment arrives to your store? We are okay, we we're in the plan of extending the kitchen out. Yeah, uh, the kitchen that we have already is fourteen by twenty eight. We're extending it another fourteen foot out by thirty six. Wow! So we're putting the plans together to submit them to the city. Once they're approved, uh, the I want to extend the butcher house because it's divided between the butcher shop and the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, the butcher shop, I want to extend it more because we have more demand on the meat that we uh, that we bring, and there is more demand on the food and the sweets that we're making. In addition to that, uh, the Roanoke uh, area doesn't have a pita uh, bakery. Mm -hmm. 
So we're trying to put a small bakery there that we can provide between maybe 100 to 120 bags every day. Now we are baking our food, uh, our uh, bread in Maryland, and then we bring it uh, to Roanoke. Gotcha. So we started with about maybe 40 bags. Now we're selling over 250 bags a week. Wow. That's how much people uh, like the bread. In addition to that, people like the Iranian bread. And, you know, once you guys come there, I'll show you the different types of bread. So yeah. now we carry the pita bread, Iranian bread, Iraqi bread, Afghani bread. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> it's a lot of different bread. Yeah. But, you know, each each community likes their own uh, yeah. uh, bread. So we're trying to provide that for yeah. them. That's interesting. So once we, once the kitchen is extended, we will be providing the bread. We'll be extending the uh, the b- provide more services. So you won't have to be shop. shipping the bread from Maryland. You'll just make it. We'll in-house. make it uh, exactly, and that gotcha. will you know that will uh, save some time for us also to focus more on the on the customer and the business. Yeah. Uh, uh, other than that, I mean, you know, once we are fully established and everything's going smooth, then we'll start thinking about the next location. Well, we're excited for that. Thank we're excited, you. For, and and we hey guys, you gotta we gotta coordinate. <laughs> put a like three hour block on the calendar. Like we gotta go experience. <laughs> Absolutely, what they got going on anytime. There. I mean, it's a, it's a it's a it's a rain check. It's an open check for you guys. Right on. Well, thank you. All right, so I've got a little section of the show uh, that we like to we like to like. I'm going to read off a question or like a statement and it's going to be like common myths or misconceptions that you can clear up. Like, sure, okay. you know, you'll be like true or false okay, or like, sure, and then explain sure. okay. kind of what's going on. Okay. You need a formal education to be a baker or butcher. Uh, I don't think so. No. Uh, I think some people are born with these skills. Yeah. You know, the, the, the cook that we have, uh, I mean, she went, she went to a, a school for maybe one semester just to learn the basics. But honestly, her food, uh, when you come to taste it, you would see. Yeah. I think she, you would say maybe she has a PhD in food. See, the thing about, the thing about that formal education, do you, it, are you an artist or are you like, you know, like I think, I think art needs no education. You're either an artist or you're, or not, you're not. Absolutely. You know, so, so like, you know, going and getting a piece of paper to say that you're capable of doing this I, I just live on the street. I just go and just do it. And like, if I'm good at it, then I'm good at it. And I can continue to do it. Um, so yeah, I agree with you there yeah, that yeah, you don't need like formal culinary training. You I just got to be passionate and love it and just go after it and do it. You know, that's, that's, that's how I believe. If you, if you remember the show back in the seventies, the trees company, Jack Tripper. Oh yeah. Jack Tripper, I mean, you know, yes, he went to school, but he had that passion for food. Right. You know, so his food was amazing. Right. Uh, and that's 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 the way I see uh, Omi, yeah. our our cook, right. you know. She's honestly everything she touches becomes so delicious. Awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. All right. You need a lot of capital to start. You need a lot of capital to start this business. Money-wise, I mean, you need some capital, but you don't need a lot of capital. But the most capital you need is the people that would be uh, uh, loyal to you. Yeah, the human and capital. Human capital is yeah. the is the is the key. Yeah, you know everything else becomes uh, affordable later. Yeah, you know you can borrow from your from your family, from banks, from. But if you find the right team, you will succeed. Yeah, and you will be able to compensate. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. There are large profit margins to running a small grocery store. Uh. I don't think so. I mean, it's uh, the the margin is the margin. I think depending on how you see business. Yeah. Uh, I don't. 
I see business that you need to make it affordable for everyone. Yeah. If you have money or if you have a little bit of money, you need to be able to afford. If you go to if you go to a, a restaurant that afford uh, that sells sandwiches for fifteen dollars, not everyone is going to be able to to buy a fifteen dollars sandwich. Yeah. However, if it's seven dollars, everyone can afford that. Yeah. And that's where I stand. I I put my margin in between, yeah. where everyone can afford buying our stuff. So. You're more of a volume. You need volume more than just sales. To, I mean, so, you know, I would say that it's probably small, smaller profit margins, but you need to sell a lot of it. A lot of it and control your expenses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Organic fruits and vegetables are always the healthiest options. They are. I mean, you know, I, I believe in organic uh, food. Uh However, organic food also is a little bit expensive. It's yeah. expensive more than the uh, food yeah. that we find in the, the market. The, the hormones, GMOs. <laughs> the hormones. <laughs> so uh, we we provide both. But honestly, I mean, I get my I get my uh, fruits and vegetables from uh, a vendor in Washington D.C. The truck comes every Monday night, so mm. I get there on Tuesday at four in the morning mm. to be able to pick up. Wow. Yeah, and you personally, you I personally wow. drive up there. That's you know, wild. Because you know the thing is that you know I have my wife is still uh, there in in in, in Alexandria. Gotcha. So I commute back and forth, but you know there are certain. Uh, vegetables that you don't find here in the market. Yeah, uh, small zucchini for stuffing you don't find it here. Right. Small eggplants you don't find them here. Uh, there are f- uh, uh, like uh, fresh olives. Yeah, fresh olives. You, you don't not find them here. You don't find them here. Not the f- uh. not the olives that you find them already p- in, 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 in the in the cans. No, <laughs> you find like you know b- taken from the trees right. and packed. Uh, yeah. I I got a bag of twenty five pounds. It's almost gone. Wow. That was two days ago. So, yeah. so you get them and then you divide them up yourself and then you sell them off? Not really. I open the thing and people oh, buy them by the pound. Yeah, oh, scoop wow. them, yeah. Wow, that's wild. <laughs> I got, I got two, uh, I was able to get only two boxes of zucchini. Right. The minute I came on Monday night, the minute I put the box, it was gone yeah. immediately, the first one. Wow. And now the second one is gone. So wow. <laughs> but that's you know, then, honestly, but the taste is different. Yeah. I mean, you know, hopefully one day when you come, if we have zucchini, we will stuff them for you, and yeah. you will taste the the taste of zucchini itself. And uh, if you go to uh, big stores, you will find zucchini that is huge. It's impossible to 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 stuff it. Yeah. But the Mediterranean type, it's very small. It's about maybe about uh, six inches, mm. not more than that. You yeah. know. But you know when, and then when they uh, clean it and they uh, stuff it, and we, we stuff it with. With rice, meat, garlic, parsley, spices. I mean, wow. it's, the taste is amazing. Then they put them in a big pan, and then they add to it tomato uh, tomato sauce. Wow! So it, it's cooked in the tomato uh, sauce. Yeah. So once we serve it, it's very soft and delicate. So the minute you wow. <laughs> you cut it, it's, I, it, it I really mean, melts. I am excited the, to try that. Yeah, I'm excited to try that. All right, if it's not fresh, it's not as good. I agree. And that's why we bring sounds, our meat fresh. Sounds, re- every sounds reasonable. Week. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next, next little section here is uh, what we call behind the picture. Logan's uh, going to put a picture here on the TV. Okay. And you're going to kind of explain what's going on. And, okay. And uh, just uh, kind of give us commentary on what what's happening here. Mohammed is a butcher. Uh, it, it runs in his family. Yeah. Uh, 
he's he has always been a butcher. Great man, great uh, talented in what he does. So uh, one of your guys. This is one of your guys. Now this is yeah. This is one of our guys. Yeah. Uh, Muhammad is the is the main butcher, and this is what you see here is a uh, is a leg of lamb. Okay. Uh, requested by a customer, so we we waited, and then depending on what they want, some some of them they asked to remove all the fat from mm -hmm. it, and some wow. of them they asked to keep some, and some of them they like it boneless, so we we remove all the bone from it. Wow. And Muhammad is Muhammad is is uh, I, I think you would uh, you would love to see him in action. I would. <laughs> and this is your store. This is like the, the background is like. Like so, like I would be standing there. You'll be standing over there. See where the scale is, the yeah. screen of the scale. You'll yeah. stay by, st standing uh, right on the other side, and then Muhammad will show you. There is a display case that will have all the different types of meat mm -hmm. from leg, uh, leg of lamb, shoulder, uh, chicken, veal, beef, uh, goat, uh, and we also sell there. I mean, you know, things that you don't find also in the market. We sell the kidneys. We sell the Liver, we said, oh, wow. and this is all fresh. So, uh, a lot of things we make our own sausages. We make them from scratch. Wow! So we have three different types. We have the mild, the spicy, and we have the North African, which is called mergaz. Never Almost the same, but mergaz is stuffed with a lot of meat, garlic, spices. So it's a little bit on the spicy side. Right. You 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 just get it and put it in the grill. With, uh, I mean, you know, after make it juicy, it's very juicy. Mm. Once you eat it, <laughs> I think you're going to say, Hisham, thank you so much for the guests. <laughs> well, I am definitely excited uh, to come and check you guys out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so how are people going to find you? Where are you located? Like, what are you doing to to advertise your, your business? Like, you know, Facebook page, like, you know, Google, like, where where are you where can we direct people? Do you have a website or anything like that? Just tell people how they're gonna find you. We we are on Google, we are on Facebook, and we are on Instagram. And now we are working on our website, and also we're working on an app on the iPhone on the phone, oh, nice. so people can just order their sandwiches, come and pick them up. Wow! Once the kitchen is up and uh, running, then we will have a lot of services that will provide for the community. You know, very good. And uh, we're gonna make the prices still available for everyone. Right on. Affordable. So where are you physically located? 3805 Melrose Avenue, Northwest. Okay. In Roanoke, Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Well, I mean, I think that's the show. I mean, I think we did a good show there. I appreciate you. your time. Absolutely. I'm excited to come and see. We're going to bring the camera when we come. We're <laughs> going to do, do a little video type Absolutely, thing. Absolutely, of course. Um, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And thanks for inviting me here. Yes, sir. And uh, I'll be waiting for you guys to come and uh, try our food. Yes, it's sir. an open rain check. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, we are still on the path to 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. We um, want you guys to engage with us. What do you want to see us? Who do you want to see us interview? Like We want, we want some feedback from the community on what you guys would like to see us talk about or interview. Uh, we have some exciting guests lined up. We just got to kind of coordinate. You know, John Lazer's agreed to come, uh, the, the voice of Virginia Tech Sports. Um, hopefully, we'll sit down with us and talk about his broadcasting career here eventually. And um, I'm just excited about uh, the upcoming shows we have. So please tune in and um, just engage with us. Go to YouTube and subscribe. Uh, help us out there, and we really appreciate it. Until next time, we'll see you later.